Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big, and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the founder of Create Tailwind and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. All right, hey guys, it's uh, Jim Oliver. Thanks for being on the podcast today. I got uh, with me Nick Costco, um, our co-host today. Welcome, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me on, thanks. And uh, we're gonna talk about uh, advertising and how advertising is designed to get your money to flow away from you and not to you and that what that might be doing to you and what what effect that might have on building your wealth it's going to help somebody build wealth it just might not be you um nick what's your favorite ad that you see on tv that you think man do people really understand what they're advertising um i would say uh, probably that uh, capital one uh, commercials we see uh, at prime time watching the ball game you know, um, I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of, uh, of uh, Garner. What's her first name? Jennifer. Jennifer Garner. I should know that because I'm just kind of, you know, I mean, she's, uh, she's, not, she's not tough to look at for sure. But, and, you know, um, and, and for the ladies in the audience, I'm sure that, um, who's the other guy? The, the man's Sam- man. Who? Yeah, Sa- Samuel. I mean, he, and now he's got the right haircut. That's right. Samuel Jackson. Yeah, he got the right haircut. He could be on the podcast. In fact, if anybody knows him, reach out and see if we can get him on next week. Um, so, you know, they, they do a really good job of saying, hey, this is where you need to be. This is friendly. The ones that I think about, I think about Fidelity and the Green Line. Mm-hmm. And I think of the big numbers that people carry around and saying, what's your number? Yeah. Everybody wants to know, what's my number? But what that assumes is that we're going to climb some mountain and accumulate a bunch of wealth, and then we're going to live on it and hope that we don't run out of money, right? So that's our strategy, Nick, hope. What do we say about that? Hope's not a strategy. Hope's not a strategy. It's kind of like financial planning is you sit down with a client. Now, by the way, I did this for 15 years. I built a pretty nice practice our firm had over $700 million of man, under management. Okay, now you can do, let's just take a 1% fee. That's not bad, right? But the only person that was winning, the only people that were winning were the, were the financial babysitters, the money babysitters, the financial planners, because they're getting paid regardless of whether our clients made money or not. That money's flowing away from our clients. First, it's flowing to your financial babysitter who they don't manage your money they're giving it to another firm to actually manage your money and they're getting a piece of it and somebody else is getting a piece of it and somebody else is getting a piece of it and then whatever's left over, you get. Okay, right? So, hey, so when you, uh, you know, we've talked to a lot of clients and you, you've, you've been asking people this for 15 years, you always say, hey, what did that cost you, right? right. What, what does that cost you? And most people can't answer it, right? Absolutely. And yeah, then, I mean, and, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Now you got these people that say, oh, well, my guy only charges me 1% or, you know, 75 basis points or whatever, but that's really just that scene cost. You know, that's the, the, you know, that's no problem to say that, but then you can go this step further. And, and you said, well, what, what's your all in cost? Like I never, before I heard you ask that to one of our clients, I'd never heard the question asked, Hey, what's your all in cost? 
Yeah, you know, the all-in cost is something that no one can answer. I mean, no one, if I say, I've asked literally thousands of people, tell me every fee that you have in your 401k or your mutual funds or everything as far as transaction fees. And and by the way, they can't answer this when you say, tell me all the risks that are involved. They always miss inflationary risk or, you know, or um, something else to do with that. And, and it's why people are vulnerable because they, when you, when you think about fees, they don't realize that's money flowing away from them. Right. Is you think that it's flowing away from you, but it's going to be held somewhere in some tank somewhere until you need it. And then when you need it, you're going to call your financial babysitter up and you're going to say, Hey, I'm ready for that big tank of money. Right. And then what? (laughs) So, you know, even Northwestern mutual, they say, Hey, let us manage your money. So think of every financial institution in the world. What do they want, Nick? They want control of your money. They want your money. How much of it do they want? As much as you'll give them. And how long do they want to keep it? For as long as you'll let them. And how much of it do they want to give back to you? As little as possible. Now, just based on those four questions and your answers, which were spot on, how much money do you want to give financial institutions? (laughs) I really don't want to give them any. But yet, when you get your paycheck every week or every two weeks or every month or how often you get paid, there's something there that says your 401k contributions or your 403b contributions or your 457 or whatever it is. Yeah. There's those contributions. That money is flowing away from you. First, it flows to the government in the form of tax. Then it flows away to Wall Street in the form of retirement plan contributions, right? And then it flows away from you from the bank. Yep. Because the bank takes your money and starts to use it. And they get money to to flow back to them. You didn't get to touch your money at all in that. Yeah. You don't touch your money a lot. So think about something. Your money is deposited in a bank and then it's automatically withdrawn to go pay your creditors. You didn't use it. You didn't, I mean, you're using it. Your creditors are getting it. You never touched it. I know we'll have to go into this in another episode about why direct deposit exists now, why you can't get a check and not too readily and sit on it for, put that in your top drawer for two, three weeks. You mean that's not for your benefit? (laughs) That's not convenience. I didn't understand until I read Nelson's book and then really opened Pandora's box with our conversations. You know, here's the thing about this podcast and the message that we give to people every day. You can act like these things aren't happening, but they are. Yeah. Right. You can stick your head in the sand and hope that it's not happening, but it is. And, and, you know, Nelson says, if you know what's happening, you'll know what to do. So that's really what the whole purpose of this podcast is in, in the, in our, in our movement to help our clients is to let you know what's happening. So when we think of flow of money and we think of money flowing away from us, and I, when I think of this, I think that most people, they earn an income and where do they put it, Nick? Uh, They put it in their uh, savings account, their what their money babysitter, 
Yeah, they, they put it first, it goes in their checking account, right? Theoretically. Yep. Yep. And then they pay their standard of living, they pay their taxes, they pay for their savings and investments, and they pay for their major purchases, let's say. And let's say they make in those savings and investments, they make some money. Yep. What do they do with it? They continue to reinvest into that. Well, they, they either keep it there. That's right. They just leave it there yep. in that account, that tank of money. Yep. So they have the tank of money that's their checking account. They have the tank of money that's their investment. They're not touching either one of these. Somebody else is taking their money and making money and getting money to flow back to them. And they didn't, and, and you, the client, did you see that going on? No. So you didn't see it going on because it's the what? It's the unseen. It's the unseen. So in economics, Frederick Bastiat, who's, who wrote that there's the seen and the unseen in economics. The yeah. seen is what they want us to see. Right? Yeah. yeah. What they, what they want to be the white knight. Yeah. It, what was it? Uh, what was the uh, Andy Andrews quote that we heard at the uh, Brian Buffini uh, seminar? Oh, yeah. That was? He said, I, um, go ahead. No, go ahead. I can't remember the quote. He, he said, there's a, there, you know, compete like, compete so well that the competition doesn't even know there's a game going on. Right. And, and we kind of adapted this to say there, there is a game going on where the, where the competition is competing so well, we don't even know there's a game going on. Like they're, they're getting, they're getting your money, you know, uh, daily that whatever that is, whether those fees and the expenses are coming out of there flowing away from you. And we don't even see it to the point that no one even knows how to answer the question, what it costs. Right. It's, it's done so smoothly every night on TV, the green line, uh, the uh, capital one commercials, the, the way that the banks are working. They're so smooth about getting that money to flow away from you that we willingly do it every day with the thing, our savings, that retirement savings that's supposed to sustain us to the day we die. You know, that we can pass on to our families and that's what's supposed to be for our, uh, to leave our families uh, for a legacy. I mean, they're smooth about it. <laughs> right now. And they are, they're so smooth. We don't even know it's happening. And the, the analogy that we used over the weekend and an analogy that I think is one that people can relate to is what it's like a, trying to boil a frog. Right. If you throw the frog in the boiling water, now I've never done this, so this is not, this is theoretical. Okay. Supposedly the frog will jump out. Good for the frog. Okay. But if you put the frog in warm water and you turn it up slowly, then sooner or later the bo frog boils and he doesn't jump out. That's what's happening in America with people with their money is it's not so aggressive that people don't, I mean, you're not a slave because you're an actual slave. You're slowly a financial slave because all your money flows to somebody else's money pool instead of your money pool. And everything flows to somebody else for somebody else's benefit instead of your benefit. And really, it's so simple. And, um, you know, um, and I know I've said this a million times is I say Einstein said simplicity is elusive. Now, I can't see that that he said that I can't find that on in Google that that he that that's a quote attributed to Einstein. And, yeah. I, and I'm not arrogant enough to say Jim Oliver says uh, simplicity is elusive. So we'll just we'll just say it's a known fact that simplicity is elusive. All we have to do, though, is turn that around. 
and get that money to start flowing back to us. And then if we add velocity to the turnaround, right? Meaning we're getting more to come around and more to come around and keep that moving pretty soon, financial independence and independence from these organizations is possible. And it's not only possible, it's practical, it's easy, it's right in front of us. Why isn't everyone doing this? Well, everyone that knows about and understands this does. Now think about this, the banks. We say that banks understand money. They know how money flows and how to get it to flow back to them. Well, what do they do with the money when it flows back to them? They loan it out. But they also have these things called tier one assets. And there's, there's one asset category that they, that they have that they're limited by 25 up to, they can only have up to 25% of their tier one assets. And it's the right type of bank owned life insurance. Huh. Now, if you talk to a banker, they'll tell you why they want to own life insurance and how that works. But most people think, well, I don't want to, when they think of life insurance, they think the lowest cost and the highest death benefit, because that's right. the only benefit that we're taught in life insurance business to look at. So, you know, I, I think people that understand this do do it. Every single person that we've ever talked to that understands it. Now, yeah. some people can't understand it or won't understand it because their paradigm is too set. It's just too set. Young people get this like, uh, you know, your son, Jake. Jake yeah. gets this all day long, right? <laughs> we just had a whole conversation last night at the dinner table. He went back because he was at the boot camp on, uh, uh, over the weekend. And uh, he said, Papa, I just don't understand. How am I going to expand my system? Like he's nine years old and he was talking about expanding his banking system. He's like, now, can you, can you explain to me that $10,000 and $6,000 example that you did? So I wound up getting a, a piece of paper at the dinner table last night and showed him how we're going to do this. He's like, now, how do, how am I going to earn money? So we talked right. about some things that he's going to start doing to earn money. Cause he, he doesn't want to go spend his money on certain things. He wants to, how do I figure out how to expand my banking system? You know, Jake may never have to walk into a commercial bank in his entire life. <laughs> that would be right. awesome. That'd be an I awesome mean, gift to give him. How wonderful would that be that this nine-year-old here in 10 years or hey, heck, he's making money now, but in yeah. 10 years, he might have his banking system set up to where he never has to walk into a commercial bank again. So think of the Fidelities, the Northwestern Mutuals, the Prudentials that want all this money to flow away from you. Basically, yeah. what they do is they try to scare you. Now, it's kind of like Dave Ramsey has this, this, this rhythm, tries to scare you. Hey, you're going to be eating dog food right? So you better do this so that you're not eating dog food. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just not our style. Number one, our style is empowering. Sure. Hey, Nick, let me coach you to show you how to get money to flow back to you. Yeah. And now I'm not going to be the one flowing money back to you, Nick, because by the way, if I was, you wouldn't be able to afford my fee. Right. If I was that money babysitter, if I was actually making you money, um, and how many people out there know people that charge, the more, you ever notice the better somebody is at managing your money, the more they want, Yeah. right? They, the more of it they want, which means the less of it you get. Yep. And you think, well, but they're really good. They're really, they're really smart. They're smarter than me, but we got to educate ourselves on how to get money to flow back to us. 
And then we have to find out what are the things that we do well. So we always, whether we own a business or not, we have to think like a business owner and act like a banker. Right? Get money to flow back to us. Get money to flow back to us. If that's the only thing that you take away from this podcast is just that question in your mind is, I got to get money to flow back to me. You know, it's kind of startling when Kiyosaki, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, says savers are losers. Yeah. And that kind of hits that it hits that saver right in the gut. You it know, does. like I'm trying to be I'm trying to be responsible. What do you mean savers are losers? And there's right. all, there's a lot to unpack there. But you said something this weekend. We say it a lot is that the motion's a law of God. You know, yep. so so if is uh, stagnant water safe to drink? Absolutely not. No, if blood doesn't flow through your body, is it is it going to keep you alive? No. If air doesn't flow through your lungs, are you going to stay alive? No. No. And if money doesn't flow, what does it do? It dies. And do the banks understand this? Banks completely understand that. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, the banks understand that. There's that saying: the 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 money follows the sun. Yeah. You know, so, you know, the bank in New York as it's closing, is lending, lending money to the bank in Chicago and, and it closed to Denver and they're borrowing that. It goes around the world. Yeah. They're not, that money's sitting there stagnant ever. And you know, you know, you're exactly right, Nick. People have a hard time in Nelson's book. He talks about there being one pool of money, right? Yeah. And he says, it doesn't matter the currency or the denomination that there's only one pool of money. Just like there's only one pool of water in the world and to say that the the water in the pond behind my house in florida isn't connected to the amazon is just silly why is that it's an enclosed system right it it evaporates up into uh, and into the atmosphere creates wind and is blown somewhere else and in rains so it's constantly moving sure it wasn't our atmosphere would probably disintegrate but in money it's constantly moving, even to the point that it never doesn't even sleep at night. Bankers can have bankers hours. Why? Because the money's still moving. Yeah. The money's moving while they're sleeping. Now, yeah. would you like to have a business where you made money while you're sleeping? Now, my wife, she can sleep. My wife can sleep 10 hours a night. So she'd be making a lot of money during her sleeping hours. No, I'm just kidding. You know, it reminds me, I had a, a roommate after college who, who I said would be my first friend that's a millionaire, and I, and I know that he is. And uh, he he owned a, a lawn care company, and he wound up buying some other, some other trucks. And I remember him analyzing putting those trucks to work overnight while he was sleeping. Right. He was trying to look at, hey, could I put these uh, parking lot uh, cleaning uh, pods in the back of these trucks and then pay somebody to operate the, the truck overnight. And I, I was like, well, that's pretty smart at the, the time, but it's just like, he didn't want that truck to ever stop. He, right. it, it's the same. It was the same thing. He was just going to take a, take a crane, pull the mod out in the morning, hook up the uh, long, long care equipment and get, keep that thing moving. I mean, um, it's, it was really brilliant of him at 20 years old to, to be doing that. Once, yeah, I mean, and that, that is brilliant. And there's always people that we know, they just seem to have the Midas touch, whatever they touch turns the gold, right? Yeah. But, you know, think about this, Nick, when money's flowing away from you, do you want it to stop flowing? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, right? Now, by the way, our answer is we're at this constant desire to do what? Is to increase the input, to increase no. our income. But what is Parkinson's law? Yeah, the, to spend is to equal what you're bringing in. Expenses rise to equal income, right? Or exceed income in America. And, um, and, and so we increase the input into the money tank, but yep. the flow just increases as well. And yep. we don't want to slow down. I mean, we want to stop the flow. So we do. Sure. We put it in a savings and investment account and it yep. dies. And we say, well, we stopped the flow, right? It's almost like having a cut. Yeah. Yep. Right. We, we don't, we, we want the blood to stop flowing for that. And I understand that. But if the blood was, we don't want the blood to stop. We don't want our heart to stop pumping the blood. And no. we don't want our own banking system to stop pumping the flow because the flow comes back to us. Sure. So now, hey, we want to get on that treadmill, right? That, that, that uh, you know, I hope you're following my analogy, Nick. So yeah. you know, now I'm trying to get that blood to flow faster by like sure. exercising. Okay? Yeah. And, and, and that's what happens when you're your own banker. It's because the money's flowing back to you. You just want it to move faster, which in economics, we call that what? Yeah. Velocity of money. Velocity of money, yeah. Yeah. And now, it's fun. It's fun, yeah. To put it into, it's fun to put it into practice. Um, I tell you, I never, I never would have imagined being able to do the things that we're doing with money. Never. You know, it, it took, it took uh, being willing to think differently. Right. I think that that's one of the, the things we, we like um, about teaching this is we get to, to work with like-minded people. Right. Yeah. People that, are, that are looking at this life from an abundant mindset. Take our guest from last week, uh, last week's podcast. Um, we just know him as Javi. We just, uh, Javi the rock star. Anyway, Javi in three and a half years, has multiplied his net worth by X. It's a good X, right? Now, all of the things that he's doing, he's doing social pie. Everything that's earned from social pie, some of that money goes to three different charities and his customers get to decide. He's doing good. Now, you know, we coached him, but we would have never come up with that. But that money is flowing back to him and to the charities that he cares about. But in three and a half years, now, how many people out there that are saying to themselves, how do I get money to flow back to me? And how would I do that? Man, this is going to take too long. I mean, three and a half years. And to have a multiple of your current net worth. Sure. We've seen clients that have a negative net worth, have a positive net worth in a very short period of time. Just changing your behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Your behavior becomes it's you, you controlling the flow of it. Your behavior is is the investment. You're they're they're the rock star. They're the hero of the story. Not uh, not us. We're just we're we're more showing people. Hey, you know, there's a door right there that you may not have realized existed. And here, I'll open it for you and show you what's in it. Right. But I can't force you to walk in there and take action. That's right. That's yeah. You know. You're right. We're the coach. Like, you know, you take Bill Walsh and Joe Montana, right? Yeah. Joe Montana 
if he didn't have the talent he had and he didn't really work at it and put it in the time and effort. Now I'd use Tom Brady, but as a, as a Raider fan, I just can't do that. So um, you know, we, we can go back far enough, you know, time, uh, uh, time heals all wounds, right? We can go back to Joe Montana back in the day, probably beat the Raiders a lot, but um, you know, if Bill Walsh can't play quarterback better than Joe Montana, yeah. but Bill Walsh could show and could coach Joe Montana to be the one of the greatest of all time. We'll just settle on that, okay? Um, and hey, so, he was name. That's all right. Okay, all right. I'm glad that you're happy uh, with the the Joe Montana uh, um, example. But you know, Joe Montana had to learn how to play quarterback. Yeah. Right. He didn't just start playing football and knew how to play quarterback. Somebody had to coach him and they start off at a lower level. And then pretty soon he's at an NFL all-star level. Yeah. Could take him three years to get there. Could take him 10 years to get there. As long as he gets there, who cares? Sure. That's the way that you have to learn about becoming your own banker and taking control of your financial destiny and becoming financially independent is, is, and so the number one thing, Step number one, get money to flow back to you. Now, how do you do that? That's, that's a participatory thing. That's something that, that you, with a coach, has to figure out how to get money to flow back to you. But once you do, the rest is, is going to happen. Yeah. And uh, where, would you, where would you suggest someone start if they just wanted to start reading? Um, what would they read? first? Well, I think, you know, begin in the beginning, Nelson's book lays down the groundwork. The problem is that Nelson's book is brilliant. Now you got to have somebody explain to you the concepts in the book, right? Once you read Nelson's book, there are, there's, there's a number of different directions that you can go. You can go to um, Bob Murphy who has a PhD in economics and Carlos Laura, who's been a business consultant for 40 years. You could go to their book, how privatized banking really works. Yeah. Okay. You could go for a case uh, for IBC. You could go a lot of different places there, but the thing that you have, once you have the basics, you have to then have somebody help guide you depending on your situation. Doing it on your own, doing it by yourself is just too hard. You know, Jim, there's only one Jim Furyk with that ugly swing, right? There's only one. Yeah. You know, it'd be much easier to teach your kid how to swing uh, in, a, in a more simple movement, right? But then that takes coaching. So find yourself a coach that understands, um, uh, understands real asset investing, understands cash flow, understands how to get money to flow back to you, understands infinite banking, and really wants to get outside of the box. It's just like this podcast. The wealth building strategies are of the unconventional and rebellious. Now, sometimes rebellious might say to somebody, well, I don't want to be rebellious. I mean, I sure don't want my kids to be rebellious, right? But if the system is rigged, then you have to be rebellious. Sure. And and you said something earlier, like, let's take Monopoly. Now, I'm not saying this to be arrogant or anything, but I've never lost a game of Monopoly. And you never miss an opportunity to tell us that, too. That's right. Now, (laughs) when my wife and my kids want to play Monopoly, I really don't want to play. Now, why? Because it's 
you're winning every time. Every right. Time now, you want some, you want a challenge. I'm going to, no, no, no. I don't want to crush <laughs> them because in Monopoly, just like in the financial world, there's the 800 pound gorilla somewhere. I'm the 800 pound gorilla when we're playing Monopoly and I don't want to crush them. When I look at my 10 year old and tell her that I'm about ready to bankrupt her, I don't, I don't feel good about that. Yeah. Right. Uh, you, got, you got a heart. That's, that's I have fine. a heart. I'd much rather play Monopoly against you and my buddies and, you know, and, 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 and pound <laughs> you guys for that and put you guys out of business. You know, I mean, I don't take any, when I have park place and I've got hotels on park place, I don't, I'm going to bankrupt her next time she lands on, <laughs> right? She's going to be done. And then she's going to be mad. Then she's not, you know, so anyway. You know what I love about that? You know, it, it goes to, to Nelson's mission, uh, Bob and Carlos. They, they're not out teaching this necessarily, making money, doing it. Uh, you know, Nelson particularly, he, he got out of the business of even, of even, uh, uh, of coaching the, the, the platform and, and selling the platform. He just, he just wants to spread the message in a very altruistic way. And I didn't, I didn't realize that at first. And it, it really lent to the authenticity of what was going on. Uh, it's something that we, we really, it, it, it speaks to us. It allows us to easily tie our leg to, to, to the mission um, and to, and to, uh, to be authentic with our clients and say, Hey, listen, here's the whole, here's the whole story about what's going on. We don't, we don't shy away from, from any questions. I mean, we've had people put us on the spot and say, well, how much money are you putting into your system? Or tell me exactly. I want to know exactly what exactly are you doing with your money? Like where it's that business or that real estate, like they want to drill down and we don't hide from it. We don't necessarily advertise it. Um, but I appreciate that 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 we do that and you you taught me that 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 our clients would find tremendous value in it and it goes right to the mission that nelson's trying to trying to accomplish you know nelson's whole seminar when he used to do it and i consider myself very fortunate and blessed as as you are that we've seen nelson nash live for nine or 12 hours because it's never just whatever it's scheduled for because it's the after and in between the 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 um the breaks, the lessons that Nelson shares. But all Nelson does is tell stories. Now, Nelson didn't say, hey, I'm the most brilliant person in the world. I figured this out and developed it. He gives all of the credit to God that on his knees, asking God for a way to, and then, and then he's developed it. But he tells stories. And the reason he tells stories is because people can relate to it and he's not saying, here's what a great thing that I've done. And this is how I got money to flow back to me. And this is how fast money was flowing away from me. And if you haven't read his book, then you don't know what I mean. But if you, if you read his book, um, then you'll understand is he said, once I just turned it around, once I just turned that to where I was controlling this debt that he had, as soon as that happened, everything else fell in line. Yeah. As soon as that happened, everything started and it just got better and better and better and better. And even Nelson's teaching of this has gotten better and better and better and better. And, and, you know, he's going to be 88 years old in March. He's still sharp as a tack and, and he's still sharing this message, if not daily, at least weekly with somebody. And, you know, that's like this podcast. And as we kind of wrap it up for the day is, 
That's all we're trying to do is share with you some concepts that help you start to think. All we want you to do is think differently for your benefit, not for our benefit, but for, our, for your benefit. And today, let's just turn that flow around and, uh, and, and get it, the money to start to flow back to you. Hey, Jim, is there a place where a guy could even get a copy of that book? Absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you what, we'll make it anybody that goes to our website and, um, and, uh, and, uh, wants to just find out how they can get money to flow back to them at createtailwind.com and get, put your information in there, schedule a, a, um, overview where we're just going to teach you. We'll send you the book for free. If you don't yeah. want to do that, which, Hey, that's fine. Then, uh, you can get the book on Amazon or you can get the book from infinite banking, dot org nelson site and you can go get the book on your own is there anything and, to, do i sorry. Is, is there anything to buy at the end of that overview there's nothing to buy there is nothing to buy no obligation you know i know on on this uh if you're watching the video we may look like we're big enough to throw you down on the ground and twist your arm behind your back and take <laughs> your wallet but you know we just don't do that we're no. we're so busy banking ourselves that we do this because it's fun. I love showing somebody. And again, I, you know, I've got dozens of examples and we're going to hear from these people, but take a Javier. We love seeing these successes that our clients experience. Right. Yep. So we're going to have more of those. on. We're going to have plenty more of those on in, in these coming, coming episodes, uh, success stories on uh, of our clients, um, our friends, coming on here, sharing their story of, you know, uh, of breaking away, whether it was just their, their action, their mindset to break away, where were they and, and what triggered, and then tell us about their journey of breaking away financially from, from, from that flow of money going away from them to, to flipping, flipping the, the uh, card over and getting money to flow to them in an uncommon way. And uh, uh, we really got some great guests lined up. And uh, we're looking forward to really sharing those uh, with all of you all here very soon. And we got a couple of doctors coming on. One real young doctor uh, in his early 30s, or maybe he's just 30. I can't remember. Maybe 30, 32. And then yep. another doctor that it's his, in his uh, mid to late 50s. Yep. And we're going to show you why and how you can go to school for 17 years, never take an economics class, and be a business owner. You're thrown in there to be a business owner, docs. you got to outsmart the other the other business owners. And we're going to show you how to do that. So Nick, as always, thanks for taking your time and uh, putting the effort into sharing our message with, uh, with the audience. Um, everybody out there, look forward to next week when we're going to share some more information on how you can break away from the herd and how you can break away and get money to flow back to you for your financial independence, not your financial babysitter's financial independence. Until then, have a great week. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.